This is the Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner, the podcast for anyone supporting a pregnant woman to achieve her dream birth. I'm Sally Ann Beresford, a doula, author and antenatal teacher, and throughout these episodes I will be sharing with you tried and tested tips that help you to ensure that any birth you attend is a positive experience. Thank you so much for all of your wonderful comments. It's been the most incredible experience after releasing the um, the first episode, launching this podcast out to the world and um, seeing the feedback that I've been getting. It's just been incredible knowing that you all feel really good, that you've got a great resource to tap into and find out more about the role of a birth partner. Um, And to be honest, as I always say, the role of the birth partner is reasonably simple. Um, There's probably less to do than you think, but you do need to learn and understand what that role is. And this podcast is here to help you to achieve that. Um, This week's episode is looking into the dream birth. What is her plan A? And when you consider her plan A, you need to know what the optimal conditions for the type of labour she wants are. Plan A is a set of intentions, an ideal birth, the birth of her dreams, the one that she is thinking about more than others. Even if she has doubts, even if she has worries or concerns about her ability to cope in labour, she still will have an ideal in there somewhere. And that's what we really need to unpick. Getting to grips with the birth that she would like to achieve as the pregnancy continues and develop. So it doesn't need to be something that's set in stone from the outset, but something that really does resonate with her when she starts to learn about the kinds of things that are on offer. So this can include um, anything from giving birth at home in uh, a midwife-led unit where there are um, home-from-home facilities maybe even giving birth in a pool, a water pool, either at home or in a hospital setting. Um, It can also include going to a main obstetric labour ward to access options such as um, an epidural, for example. So if the woman that you're supporting would really like some medical um, support or some form of high-level pain relief, then that would be a really good and suitable um, venue for her to give birth in. If she is planning a caesarean section, then she will be required to attend a main obstetric unit and she will be given plenty of information about that during an antenatal appointment with a doctor or midwife nearer the time. It's worth her asking about her options during this appointment because many pregnant women will still have lots of preferences about how they would like their ideal C-section to go. 
Perhaps her options might include lowering the screen at the point that the baby is being born and having immediate skin-to-skin contact in theatre. So what might influence a woman when she is deciding upon her ideal birth? Well, in my opinion, that really varies depending on whether this is her first baby or a subsequent baby. Looking at the idea that she may have had um, grown up hearing very positive birth stories, being exposed to positive imagery, thinking about birth as a natural process versus some women who may have been exposed to very negative stories, being told that they have a very low pain threshold, considering the idea that birth is risky or dangerous. Um, And if she's had a baby before, then she may also have very strong views about how she would like this birth to go, often in contrast to the experience that she's had already. So I'm not sure what influences each individual woman, um, but it's important to hear her out, listen to her thoughts and be guided by her. Now, I recommend in order to try and work out how she would like to give birth and the reasons for that, um, I would recommend having a birth planning session, um, starting with a sit down and a dedicated time slot to talk about her birth and her ideas for birth, because she needs to have your complete focus and attention. Some potential questions to guide your discussion might be to simply say to her, what are your wishes or preferences for this birth? And then see what she says. See how she opens up. A lot of women feel quite influenced by their birth partner and I really don't want anyone else's views to come between you in this discussion. If you are her spouse, the other parent of the baby, then obviously yes, you get to have a say. But at this point, all you're doing is exploring her thoughts, exploring her ideas and talking honestly and openly about what it is that she wants to achieve. So, The next question I would be thinking was to ask her about any worries or concerns that she may have. What is worrying her? If she, for example, said she would like to consider giving birth at home, but she is worried that something will go wrong and she will need to transfer in, then that's something that you can dream up some questions to speak to the midwife about at her next appointment thinking about what are typical reasons for transfer into hospital when a home birth is planned. What are the statistics around, um, you know, safety uh, with regards to giving birth at home? Talking to her uh, about what your concerns are so that she also has a clear idea. And then start thinking about the opposite to that, What are the benefits of being at home and how the body reacts differently when a woman is comfortable and safe in her own home environment? How her hormones will then help her to have a quicker and easier time? What what could happen if you were able to, for example, climb into your own bed after the baby's out and snuggle up together rather than the birth partner typically being sent home? Another thing that you could discuss is your role, thinking about what you can do for her and also what might irritate her 
if she um, you know, could be really quite specific about the things that she thinks she would like from you as her birth partner. Then you might want to discuss uh, birth management, options for pain relief, techniques, useful gadgets, tools, things that she can purchase and have ready for her birth. Some typical examples might be hire or buy a TENS machine, sign up to a hypnobirthing course, think about using a birth pool. You can talk to each other about comfort measures that might work, things like massage techniques, using cold or warm flannels, whether she would like you to photograph the birth or uh, document any elements of it. You're also going to want to understand her preferences regarding the following. Monitoring of the baby. Most midwives will use a Sonicaid or Doppler ultrasound device that is put on her tummy with the use of a little bit of gel and that's how they listen into the baby. And some women would prefer other methods. Finding out what is available for her is important so that you both recognise the different forms of monitoring that can be used within the labour and then you'll know what is right for her on the day. Talking about vaginal examinations, um, I've written a lot about vaginal examinations in my book because I feel that vaginal examinations are really an important thing for any woman and her birth partner to understand, working out the benefits of a vaginal examination and the risks because they are definitely um, an intervention that needs to be considered. There are mental and physical implications with a vaginal examination um, and it is her vagina at the end of the day so she needs to know that she has the right to say yes please or no thank you to any vaginal examination that is offered to her and she also needs to know that she can ask for one if she chooses to. You can talk about optimal cord clamping and whether or not she would like to leave the baby's umbilical cord to stop pulsating. You can talk about what she would like to do with the placenta and if she understands what the options are. You can look at her feeding preferences for the baby, whether she would like skin-to-skin contact, whether she has done any reading about vitamin K. And lastly, I would also want to speak to her about the potential for her to be offered an induction or possibly a caesarean section and if she understands what they are, what's involved and whether or not she has the ability to say again yes or no. Because when a woman is offered something like an induction I often hear them say they didn't have a choice. Well actually they do have a choice, they always do have a choice so it's important to uh, ask them if they understand what their options are. As a birth partner, when you talk to a pregnant woman about her plan A, you want her to really consider um, the birth that she is hoping to achieve in the best way possible. Um, And of course, it's not set in stone. Nothing is um, ever going to be set in stone. But it's also really, really important for her to have a great and overwhelming trust in her own body and her body's ability to give birth in the way that she wants to because there is no reason whatsoever that she can't do that 
it's just important for her to um, really have your support when she's trying to consider what type of birth she wants. So always make sure that you listen to her, respect her choices and validate her feelings, even if she is talking about a birth scenario that you don't necessarily agree with or feel comfortable about. It's, it's important that she knows that she can trust you and that you won't judge her thoughts about the way she wants to give birth. So she needs to know that you will be there for her and be her rock. It's important to know that each hospital works with a set of guidelines that have been decided upon by a multidisciplinary team. In the UK, these guidelines are usually selected from those from the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists, the Royal College of Midwives, the Royal College of Anaesthetists and the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, otherwise known as NICE. Um, Whilst some of the guidelines are based on evidence and randomised controlled trials, it's very important for you to know that many are not. Around 40% of guidelines are decided upon based only on the experience and opinions of the panel who are developing them. So it's really common for something to be recommended to a woman that actually has no evidence base whatsoever. If a pregnant woman then chooses to decline care based on a particular guideline, her midwife or doctor can then acknowledge that that choice is hers to make and document the discussion in the woman's notes. And this is a really, really helpful way for her to take ownership of her birth. In some instances, a woman is told because of the decisions that she's making, that she is actually going against medical advice. And that's okay because sometimes she will make a decision based on her own set of circumstances, not because she happened to tick a box. And when she sits down with her caregiver, she will then be able to ask them to develop a personalised care plan for her. And you usually find that when she's being assertive, a midwife or doctor will happily acknowledge that she is more than capable of making these decisions based on the research she's done and the information that she's asked for them to provide her with. And this is when a woman makes some really, really wise decisions because she's probably done more research than anyone else. I've always said no woman makes a decision lightly when it comes to giving birth to a baby. She's probably done more thinking and more soul searching around any decision that she makes. So always support her and validate the hard work that she's gone through in making decisions as long as you know and have spoken to her in detail about why she wants to do something in particular. As an antenatal teacher, I would always recommend that any woman and her birth partner signs up for good quality private antenatal education because this is unbiased information and the content is essential to ensure that you both have a really good understanding of how a baby is born and what options are available in your area when she is planning her birth. 
so look locally or perhaps consider online courses if you prefer. You can always look at my website, birthability.co.uk, and I would be more than happy to provide you with some one-to-one or group sessions online if you don't live locally to me in the West Midlands. So let's do a quick recap on what we've talked about today. So the first thing is for you to understand what is her plan A and why. How did she get to that place? What made her want that particular type of birth? And how can you help her to be able to achieve that? Really exploring and getting into the nitty gritty because that will give you all the courage you need to support her to achieve that birth when you're there on the day. The next one is to schedule some birth planning sessions, really making sure that maybe from about 32, 33 weeks, you sit down together and have some dedicated time to talk about her preferences and any other points you want to cover. If you are attending an antenatal course, definitely sit down together before that course begins And then again, when the course has ended, make sure you have another session and you talk about everything you've learned, what your thoughts are now and how you can make sure that you understand her preferences moving forward. Ensure that you both know that she is the decision maker. Everything that happens to her needs to be agreed with her and that she is the one to say yes or no every step of the way and that's very very important and then lastly looking at what are guidelines what are local guidelines if she all of a sudden develops a condition or her preferences are questioned what can you do to understand local guidelines and how they affect her then if she finds herself in a position where a decision about her preferences needs to be made, then she can easily access information that will help her. So that's it for this week. I really hope you enjoyed it and have taken away lots of helpful tips about talking to a pregnant woman when planning her ideal birth. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner, with me, Sally Ann Beresford. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and don't forget to hit subscribe. If you are on Instagram, you will find me at The Ultimate Birth Partner. Please feel free to follow me for more ideas on supporting women through the birth of a baby. If you would like to purchase a copy of the book that accompanies this podcast, then head over to Amazon and type in Labour of Love, The Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner. If you would like to work with me on a one-to-one basis, visit my website www.birthability.co.uk or email me hello at birthability.co.uk.